Hey everyone, welcome to Ludicrous Feed Live. You're with Tom tonight, and uh, today is Thursday, the 31st of August, 2023. Uh, so nice of you to join us on Ludicrous Feed Live. If you are watching live, welcome, and make sure you join in the conversation tonight on the live chat. Uh, if you're watching on replay, hello as well. Don't forget to leave a comment. And if you're listening to us on audio podcast in your car, or wherever that might be, uh, welcome as well. Okay, well, let's welcome our regular guest for tonight. Of course, uh, that is Riz from Carloop and The Driven. Hello, Riz. How are you this evening? Yeah, going well, Tom. So much to talk about. Good to be here with everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. So nice to see you all. And uh, we'll see whether Raul uh, uh, joins us tonight as well. So, uh, yes, yeah, stay tuned for that. If you're watching Raul, hello there. <laughs> I uh, hope you're keeping well. Okay, well, let's say hello to some of our members on the stream tonight. So let's see, we've got uh, Kenny. Hello there, Kenny. Hi, Tom, Riz, and Rahul. Looking forward to hearing all the news. And Tazzy EV1 says, good evening, everyone, from a cool Tazzy. Stay warm there, Tazzy EV1. And Oscrima says, evening all as well. Got a few of our regulars too. We've got uh, Jez, Louise, Matt, uh, Not For Us, Pantheus, uh, H2 Rider. I can see some regular names there. So nice of a... I guess to join us every week. Hey, Riz, isn't that nice? Oh, they're all here for us and uh, we're here for them. Yeah, absolutely. And Peter Cook says, hi from Queanbeyan. For the last time, my big move is tomorrow. Oh, okay, good luck with that. The wall charger that came with my Model 3 is uh, in March 2020. Wow, 246,956 kilometers ago. What an effort. Congratulations. Installed and waiting. No more 10 amp GPO charging. Hey, that's great to hear there. All right, uh, we've got, oh, hey, Charles, nice to see you there. Nice to see you, Charles, uh, one of our regulars too. Uh, and, oh, not for us, it's got a big day uh, next Thursday. Here we go. Uh, delivery confirmation for Model Y Real Drive, so congratulations. Uh, yeah, next Thursday, which is our stream as well. So, yeah, let us know how that goes. Um, okay, cool. Let's see who else we've got here. Oh, Gaffer's here. Hello. Yes, we're a bit late today. I'm sorry, but uh, we got there in the end. Uh, and yeah, got some regular names I can see in the stream too. So hello everyone. Um, all right. Well, actually, before we start, Riz, I just wanted to share something really quick. Let me just, um, a bit of a surprise for you actually, um, before we get started tonight, let's see, hopefully this audio comes through. You might recognize this clip. Um, one second. Who oh. is this person? Who is this person? Let me just, uh, put this on the audio may or may not come through. So let's have a look. Is the stream coming through? The audio coming through? No. no. Okay, it's not. All right, that's all right. Well, let's skip to the important part, which is recognize this gentleman here, good-looking man, plugging into a car. Jeez. <laughs> walk, walk us through this. How did you get onto this uh, onto the Channel 7 News? Look, you know what it's all about. I, I had my runners on, and I was ready to leave work, and all of a sudden I get a call from Channel 7 saying they wanted to – Come and talk to me about electric cars, right? And um, and what it's like charging as the number of EVs are growing. Yep. Um, so I said, yeah, come on over to where my work is. So they did. They jumped in the car, and within half an hour or so, they were. So this must have been an important story for them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it all sort of happened fairly quickly. And um, yeah, last time Channel Seven interviewed me, I had my old ice car stolen. So. <laughs> This time, at least, uh, I'm not as um, involved in any criminal activities. What what car were you driving there, just out of interest? Uh, this is a BMW iX1 that I'm testing at the moment. Okay. Um, and I just picked it up literally half an hour before they rang. 
Okay. And I said, look, usually I'm uh, flying the Tesla flag, but, you know, uh, this time it's, it's a European electric car that they can come and have, have a film a bit of around that and um, see how it charges. That's right. Well, look, we're very, very honored to have you, uh, you know, a celebrity in Melbourne on our Jeez. stream, Riz. So as, uh, as people are saying on the stream, you know, James Downs, oh, James, uh, Riz the man. And uh, yeah, Sensei says Riz is on speed dial at Channel 7. So, you know, we know who to call oh, now. <laughs> Charles, Riz is a news van chaser. I don't know. I doubt that's true. I, I think, look... <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny any of those uh, those comments. There it could be all of the above. <laughs> no, that's good. That, thanks for flying the flag for EVs, Riz. So that's good to see you on mainstream media. There, well done. <laughs> all right, let's get to more serious news. Not that that wasn't serious, but uh, let's get to some uh, hard hitting news in the EV space here. What what should we talk about first tonight, Riz? You got any uh, sort of uh, pressing stories you want to bring up first? Look, I think we always start with the saucy stuff. So that's yes. Project Island. Yep. What's happening to this Tesla Model 3 that um, we keep hearing about? It could all be fake. Nothing could ever come off it. Yeah, absolutely right. There's no sort of hard, you know, confirmation or denial from Tesla either way, right? So um, let's start with your article here from today. So, yeah, I've seen some of this on Twitter or X recently, some sightings in Europe here, and you've written here, Europe sightings reveal more details about Tesla Model 3 Highland projects. So these are quite up close and personal now, these pictures. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm assuming that's what people in France like to do. They just get up and close into anything. Um, some people say up in people's grills, but there's not much of a grill in front of a Tesla. So um, this person got very close. And I felt, uh, looking at some of those videos shared on X, I felt a bit sorry for the poor Tesla test driver who is trying very hard to get, you know, one of those big car covers from the boot of the car. Um <laughs> So, yeah, it's the closest we've seen anyone get to these cars. Yeah. So here's the video here that Riz is referring to. Like this uh, this poor, I assume, maybe Tesla employee is trying to get a car cover <laughs> for the camouflaged uh, Model 3, whether it's Highland or not, I'm not sure. But I think there were comments on X saying, why don't you help him out, right? Just this poor dude's trying to get the cover on. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, like as, as we've said many times, we don't know whether it's just, you know, hearsay or yeah, you know, rumors, speculation. We don't know. Uh, we just, you know, we just got to get some sort of announcement. And and as Vas M is saying, set one announcement. That's tomorrow, right? Didn't we have Chris last a tweet from Chris saying, you know, something's going to happen tomorrow, September one. Well, apparently that's that's the news. It could just be, you know, um, September first prank. And yeah, this is a good good video. It shows a lot. Yeah, some more shots of the back and that sort of vertical line that we've been sort of seeing for the uh, rear of the lights there. Again, this poor yeah. chap's trying to cover the car. And then he obviously misses the front, so the poor guy runs to the front to try and cover it again. And uh, <laughs> so yeah, as judging... the, and you, <laughs> you get a good glimpse of the wheels, which look a little bit like like the 2020 Model 3 performance wheels. Yeah. So as he goes to the back to fix that, then this guy right. comes right to the front. And... Oh, no. It's pretty funny. Of course, no one's going to help him because they want to see the car. But um, yeah, I mean the lights do look a little bit different, I guess. Um, and the wheels maybe look a little bit arachnid-esque. So you know, it certainly looks different to the sort of stock uh, uh, standard Model Three. So we'll see what happens. Cool. Um, interesting. Thanks for posting that, Riz. That's great. Um, now speaking of another article that Riz wrote this week, I will uh, I'll post these pictures. I'll put up these pictures first because. 
Um, no, no, I went. Oh, we'll show where's Riz's article for about the superchargers. Yes. yes, big news this week. Yeah. Um, so Riz, talk us through that. What happened with the superchargers before I find this article? So, yeah, um, it was yesterday morning when um, mm. news sort of came out that uh, Tesla's planning on opening nearly half of their network around Australia mm. to non-Teslas. Yes, that's right. So, uh, so you 63 supercharger locations in Australia currently, and now almost half of them, or 30 of them, are now open to all EVs. And I've got the list down here, which you wrote out. So... Yeah, there's pretty much all the major states except for Tasmania, unfortunately. Um, sorry to our Tassie friends, but yeah, every state and territory on the mainland except for Northern Territory is represented. So we've got ACT, South Australia, New South Wales has got the most, obviously, just by sheer numbers, uh, some in Queensland and the rest in Victoria and two in WA, which are the ones that open there anyway. So, I mean, this is this kind of what we expected? Like, we knew it was going to happen, but as usual, Tesla didn't give us any warning, right? It was just kind of, bang, here we go. We're going to open it today. Oh, it, it clearly shows, and we'll be talking about this sort of throughout the year since January, when end of Jan, when they first opened the sites, those five sites in New South Wales, which Tom, you tested out, especially the Bathurst one with um, the the high performance uh, build your dream vehicle right there. That's one of your, that's a screenshot from your video. And um, yes, you know, we were expecting it, but we thought it would be a bit of a, you know, trial couple more sides but now half pretty much half of them are up now mm. now this is good i guess you know there's two sides of the coin here like obviously this is great for all ev owners you've got now more more dc charges to rely on on your road trip uh, obviously you know it's more expensive than the you know other third-party charges like charge fox ev um by almost like 10 cents per kilowatt hour in some situations you really only use this for backup. Like if you say your third party one isn't working, then you at least you've got a supercharger relatively close by, hopefully on your journey. And I think this is what this is really good for. Obviously, if you pay $10 a month, you can reduce that rate to what we pay as Tesla owners. So I think, I think this is a good model actually, either way, um, this pricing model anyway. Uh, but what is concerning, however, is this, uh, this I'm about to post here, uh, uh, about to share with you guys what I posted today. Uh, one of our viewers, Wayne, he might be watching now, but he um, he showed me these pictures that he uh, took today of his BYD Atto 3 uh, charging from a Tesla supercharger in Queensland into Woomba. And as you can see, Riz and everyone else, you know, it's taking up more than one spot, right? Because of these wheel stops at the moment, which a lot of the charging supercharger locations are starting to remove because of this problem. So, you know, if, if a non-Tesla EV is taking up more than one spot, that could be a potential problem. Mm. Yeah, particularly with the V2 superchargers as well. Um, but I think, you know, Tesla's definitely looking at this. I'm not sure if a lot of the sites have cameras anymore. I know in the US, they some of the sites do. So this is, you know, not invading anyone's privacy, but just to understand how some of the non-Tesla EVs are charging as such and the improvements that Tesla needs to um, make they still are calling it a bit of a trial, you know, even though they've expanded to nearly half the sites, they're very conscious of the fact that this is going to take a bit of time. We've got a few EVs that Europe doesn't fully have yet. Um, you know, the, the Addo 3 is only available in a couple of markets in Europe where we've had them for a while. We've got, you know, thousands of them now on the mm. road. So hopefully, you know, Tesla's watching this and um, can make some of those modifications. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I quite like this sign here that uh, the Toowoomba Golf Club has got here. It says, I think it says free membership for Tesla owners while charging, which is uh, a nice touch there. If anyone wants to go to Toowoomba, to, I don't know, get, get a free membership while you're charging your Tesla or non-Tesla EV now and uh, have a cup of coffee or something. I have a drink in there while you're waiting, which is great. Um, Riz, is there any potential for Tesla to share its data, whether it's a non-Tesla EV or Tesla EV charging? Will they ever share that with us, you think? I think out of Europe, they I haven't seen too much come out of there. And I, I think a stat that was being thrown around earlier in the week was 70% of all Tesla sites are open to non-Tesla vehicles in Europe, um, you know, as of, I guess, August. Mm. So be interesting to see. But, I, you know, Tesla likes to keep things to themselves for various reasons. But I think for the superchargers in particular – um, the closest tease we've got to how they manage their network is this. I think it was a two-minute video that came out earlier this year about superchargers and their reliability and how data is sort of used to constantly monitor each one of the stalls and immediately fix if there's anything wrong mm-hmm. to keep that uptime high. But apart from that, I I, I doubt that we will hear much um on that but you know i either way this is an amazing thing it's for ev adoption and for everybody just creates so many more options and it means that tesla can further invest in larger sites especially all the new sites they're going to be proposing in Mm -hmm. the in the sort of coming months yeah that's right and now for anyone sort of you know i guess uh concern about uh you know the care of these supercharger sites now that it's open to all don't forget it's not just non-Tesla EVs that may cause an issue. This is what happened in Macquarie Park in Sydney uh, earlier this week when I was there charging. Um, someone backed into one of these, or I don't know whether it's backed or drove into one of these uh, stalls here in Macquarie, and that's clearly roped off there and um, damaged, sort of leaning to the side there. Um, now, before you think, is this like a vandal? Is this like a jealous ice owner? This this area, for people who don't know Sydney, this is actually the valet section of the um, Macquarie Shopping Centre. So it's a restricted area to start with. Um, so I I think my, I'm probably guessing it's probably a Tesla owner that's backed up too far um, and kissed the, you know, kiss the uh, <laughs> stall there. So it can happen to anyone. Um, and just, just a note, just to take care while you're out at these uh, superchargers because, unfortunately, if they're damaged, it might take a while to be uh, repaired. All right. Um, I might just say hello to uh, our good friend Nash. I think he's in the uh, in the chat there. So yes, I, he says I, Tesla. I, I Tesla in the gong. That's Nash. I say let's banish the non-Tesla EVs to the dodgy Tesla superchargers. Lol. <laughs> Nash, <laughs> spoken like a true Tesla fan. Well done. Um, and yes, he says I think Tesla will retrofit all chargers soon. Well, that that'll be good actually. At least to a V3, right? Because it's a lot quicker. And we know Nash. Uh, we know Riz, uh, Nash uh, Tesla. V4s have got the uh, longer cables and the credit card facilities uh, in Europe and US. So that will help on Tesla EVs. Uh, good point by Charles. Australian government had nothing to do with it. 30 sites live, only four of them have to be open. The ones that use New South Wales government uh, funding, Tenderfield, Campbelltown, Blacksland, and Wollongong. So thanks, Charles, for keeping track. Yeah, you would expect the New South Wales government ones to be at least open because they're partially funded. Um, so yeah, I could, this could just be an independent opening uh, of Tesla's uh, accord, own accord rather than being sort of forced to do so by the government. Okay, well, let's um, let's take a look at anything else we can chat about. One sec. What else have we got in the stream here? 
Um, what else have we got? Here's an inter- interesting one. So did we talk about this last week? No, we didn't. Let's have a look at this one. So now this is uh, Tesla has launched a new Cybertruck delivery event invite referral program. I think this might just be in the US. Mm-hmm. Um you can go to the Cybertruck delivery event in Austin if you complete three referrals, which will earn you enough credits to redeem for an invite with a plus one. Now, I guess you just got to find your own airline ticket, Riz, if you wanted to uh, go to the uh, event there. Or we just say we know Nash, and then <laughs> all of a sudden we'll be throwing, throwing air tickets at us. That's right. We can send everyone over there. That's, <laughs> yes, that's right. right. <laughs> um, okay. And just sticking with Tesla news, just bear with me, everyone. So this is countries where Tesla has already surpassed last year's sales by the end of July. There's a whole list of countries there. Pretty good stuff. Australia is sitting at 151%. Look, countries like Thailand, Hungary, over 1,000%. Pretty impressive. Well, Hungary is clearly hungry for Teslas, so. (laughs) That's right. Um, uh, Okay, so more just quickly into Tesla news still. So internal email from Elon Musk on Cybertruck. Uh, Due to the nature of Cybertruck, which is made of bright metal with mostly straight edges, any dimensional variation shows up like a sore thumb. All parts for this vehicle, whether internal or from suppliers, need to be designed and built to sub-10 micron accuracy. Uh, That means all part dimensions need to be in the third decimal placed in millimeters and tolerances need to be specified in single-digit microns. If Lego and soda cans, which are very low cost, can do this, so can we. Does this sound like an email that Elon wrote? I might have to ask Nash there in the in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So let's move on a little bit now to some non-Tesla news. So this is still Sawyer. Okay. So this is the new uh, electric E5 or Kia EV5. So there we go. It is six inches shorter than Tesla Model Y, which is six inches is what, uh, 15 centimeters, I think, thereabouts. It's mm. got a 360-degree camera, heated and ventilated front seats, uh, 64 color ambient interior lighting, 82 kilowatt hour battery launching in China in a few months. Now, the pricing of this was announced in China and it's starting at under 34,000 Australian dollars. Wow. 34,000 Australian dollars. And I don't think it's for the 82 kilowatt hour battery pack version, mm. but um, I guess, you know, that's something we have, we can look forward to not so much that price point, but even under 50,000 in Australia for, for a vehicle like that. So this is sort of probably Kona electric equivalent, but I guess on a ground up electric vehicle platform that Hyundai and Kia group has. Mm. Um, so yeah, anything under fifty thousand dollars is um, going to be a good car, and in China starts at under thirty four thousand Australian dollars, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we know like SUVs sell well; they do well in uh, you know currently in the world, and particularly in Australia. So yeah, I think that will certainly do well for sure. Um, okay, let's have a look at this one. So electric cars pass a crucial tipping point. Uh, in 23 countries. So apparently once 5% of new cars sales go electric, everything changes, according to a Bloomberg green analysis of the latest EV adoption curves. That's good to see. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, and let's get some more news up. So what's this one? So China's giant BYD has joined the world's 10 biggest car companies by sales for the first time, surpassing Mercedes-Benz Group and BMW. And BYD achieved it through electric cars alone. So this is both BV and PHEV. Now number mm-hmm. 10 in the world. That's that's a pretty impressive there. I think that's the only Chinese brand in the top 10 there. Mm. That's good. Okay. Sorry, we're jumping around all, all over the place here. So this one is Sawyer again. Uh, Tesla has announced to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the first six supercharger stations opening in Norway. Supercharging in Europe is free to everyone today. And that was, what day was that? 29th of August, so two days ago, including non-Tesla EVs. It's a nice little celebration there. <laughs> okay, good. Um, oh, this will be... This is this is definitely something Raul shared with us t- this week. So this is right up his alley. So Raul doesn't have any off-street parking. He's made that clear uh, many times before. Um, so this is something he would definitely like. This is an EV charger that's, I don't know, dangling off a tree, I guess. <laughs> you can drag to uh, something parked on the street there. That's a pretty long cable. Wow. Oh, no, it's not a tree. It's a, it's a power pole. Yeah, sorry for those who can't see it if you're listening, but that's a quite a long cable dangling from, mm-hmm. um, looks like some sort of charger from quite high up actually, probably say at least two meters or two point five meters high because this gentleman can't reach it with his hand. So yeah, I guess another option for uh, off street charging. Okay, and this one, this one is, uh, look at this, Singapore's floating solar farms made of 122,000 solar panels. Wow. That's cool. That's amazing. 60 megawatts. Can happen, people. Okay. What else have we got? Oh, yes. Let's share this one. So this was shared with me, with me today. Um, so this is the BYD dolphin spotted in Adelaide at the BYD Experience Center. So what do we think, everyone in the stream? Does it look good? And what we want to see. Is that the front, the bigger nose at the front? Yeah, I think it's – this must be their um, the base model. But yeah, seems it's cool. We're just waiting to hear when we're going to be able to take some for test drives. Yeah, hopefully soon. I think so. Are we waiting for an ANCAP safety rating? I assume. Yeah, I think ANCAP and probably a couple of other approvals. So hopefully not too mm-hmm. far. Um, and then I just just on BYD and that picture from the rear. Build your dreams. Um, there's a bit of chatter in Europe at the moment that. Um, BYD is likely to get rid of the whole build your dreams from the back on oh. most of their models and just leave it on the Dolphin. Uh, but that could be a Europe-only thing. So we'll find out if the SEAL has it when it eventually launches here as well. Yeah. Uh, this is very, very much like the MG4 in terms of space. Mm. Like It's very much a hatch. I wouldn't call it a hot hatch. Definitely not even a warm hatch in that base Model zero to one hundred and twelve. I think twelve seconds. Twelve seconds. Yeah. Seconds. It's uh, what are the EVs? I guess are known for that number. Um, 
but yeah, Super Mario is saying 60 kilowatt hour dolphin is probably the sweet spot there. Yep. And yep, Alpha says he doesn't mind it. That's good. That's good. And some more comments about the the pole charging. So um, oh, Gaffer says, I think there might be an app to release and lower it. Okay, that's good. Just from that previous story we showed. Um, yeah, and he says, Charles says, that video makes me glad we have socket AC charging. No need for over-the-top stuff like that, literally over-the-top. Over yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg Wilson, good question. How do you pay for it? Yeah, probably through an app, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Gaffer says it retracts like a hose. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and oh, Nash says uh, EV5 is a lost opportunity I think could have been so much more okay. kind of looks like a small EV9 actually Nash and Riz and everyone else yeah and Old Screamer says EV5 uh, is cheaper than Model Y in China mm-hmm. okay yep as you said uh, disappointed EV5 is only a 5 seater well yeah yeah I mean uh, let's go back to the comments. James says we completed build on a two new EV network sites this week, one in Avoca and Mornington. Okay, that's great. Hey, it's good to see more EV charges, literally. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay, and Mark comment about uh, superchargers. The more revenue, sorry, the more non-Teslas that use superchargers, the more revenue to Tesla that build them. Also, a non-Tesla charging the supercharger leaves a vacancy at a non-Tesla charger. It is swings and roundabouts. Yeah, that's true. I guess now that superchargers are open to everyone, um, I guess there's less argument as to whether Tesla should be should be able to use third-party chargers, right? Like an EV or mm, charge yeah. box or something, because now it's open to all. Although NRMA, NRMA should probably start literally charging people. We can't afford well, NRMA's it's free for all at NRMA, so <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Okay, right. Question for us here is, uh, why do you think EV sales dropped from 8% to 6% recently? Can't be supply issue. As in August, I had three emails chasing sales, as so did you, Riz, from Tesla, from BYD and Tesla about inventory stock available now. What's going on? Um, I think it's sort of uh, Tesla's delivery cycle. Um, You know, first month is generally a little bit lower off the quarter, uh, the August sales, we should know a little bit more about next week. Um, and then September, hopefully a bumper month. Um, by the way, MG started delivering MG4s and they seem to be in reasonable quantities. So I guess we will find out um, how many they have been able to deliver in August and then, you know, September onwards. And hopefully by September as well, we'll have a, somewhat of an idea as to what's going on uh, with with Dolphin, whether, you know, if everything sort of runs through pretty quickly, then maybe a couple may be delivered by the end of the month. But expect Tesla um, and, I guess, BYD with the Addo 3 to have a big month. Yeah, it should be good. I'm looking forward to those figures from VFAX very soon. Uh, speaking of uh, MG4, uh, confirmed I have a loan of it in a couple of weeks, the 64 Essence, so... Uh, I'll definitely give, take that out for a test, uh, given that it's a production car now, as opposed to the Excite 51 reason I had dri- driving a Canberra. That was, I think, um, an import from the UK. So we'll see how much difference there is in the uh, production cars for uh, MG Australia. Um, cool. All right. And let's put this one up now. So this is uh, this is a Mercedes van. 
the e sprinter electric van available in the US now. Ooh. Uh, now, Riz, you recently tested the Peugeot e partner, didn't you? Yeah, so this is um, much larger, I guess. But yeah, I think it's good that we're starting to see more delivery vans. Um, interesting in the US, there seems to be a lot happening with the uh, Rivian and their Amazon vans. And then there is, I think, Canoe is another one, then 40 Transit and now Mercedes. So good to see a lot of action in that in that sort of segment. Mm. So 71,000 US, so probably more like 100K over here. Uh, 113 kilowatt hour battery, 250 miles, so about 400Ks. Yeah, look for a commercial vehicle. I think that's reasonable. Pretty big battery. You probably, I suppose with a payload, but might be less range as well. So if you drive it every day, charge at night, good to go the next day. That uh, makes sense to me as a commercial vehicle. Hmm. Uh, Mercedes in Australia does sell the EQV people mover. Um, and surprisingly when I drove it, it drives better than their EQB SUV. So I don't know oh, what's really? going on. Yeah, yeah, it was much larger car, but it just drives better. I mean, that's hundred and fifty plus thousand dollars, but it's supposed to be a luxury people mover, you know, doing airport transfers and those type of things. So yeah, good to see Mercedes starting to get some of their bigger sort of van products out to the US and hopefully here as well. Yeah, getting more serious. That's good. Uh, Rowan agrees with me. I'll use Tesla sites as a pr- reliable backup rather than a primary charging provider. That makes sense to me too. Uh, question for, I guess for you is, has Victoria's lack of subsidy taken effect on Vic numbers or not too soon? Um, I guess we'll start to find out because people that placed an order before the end of June, apparently the government was going to honor that or the dealers or whoever sells you the car will be able to get the subsidy uh, for the customer till I think it was October or maybe December this year. But any orders, new orders from, um, I guess, July onwards, um, we haven't seen too much more off. But we'll keep an eye out on the numbers. We should get some data from the Victorian sort of electric vehicle data set in the coming weeks, and we will find out. I think, Tom, you're on mute. Oh, thanks, Riz. Yeah, I was going to say, I was go- I'm looking forward to seeing whether that has any effect on the numbers, definitely. Um, question for me, Alan Morgan. Hey, Tom, any feedback on the two-stop charging challenge in the Polestar? Yes, I can say I can confirm I've got loan of a long-range single-motor Polestar 2. So stay tuned. That should be coming relatively soon as well, that uh, that range challenge. I'm going to try for two, but... Uh, might lose my nerve and go three. We'll see. Stay tuned. <laughs> Two stops from Sydney to Melbourne. That's living. Uh, and yeah, Tazzy EV1, waiting on the BYD seal to see what specs it has. Yeah, so am I actually. Ooh. Yeah, uh, it was launched in Hong Kong this week, or at least the pricing was announced. And with the starting price equivalent to 61000 Australian dollars. Okay. 61000 Yeah, 61000 Okay. So a bit more expensive than the Model 3. Hmm. Uh, in, in Hong Kong, Riz, do you know whether the Model 3 is cheaper than the Seal? Uh, the Model 3 is actually slightly more expensive. It's about 10,000 Hong Kong dollars more uh, than uh, the BYD Seal. But then again, you know, it could just be an introductory offer. Um, hmm. 
and you know Tesla always adjusts prices up and down all the time. So mm-hmm. I'd say it's roughly the same price as uh, a seal is to a model three but we'll find out it's just launching now and i think they also said first deliveries before the before the end of the year for hong kong okay cool should be good um and david hancock says dealer told me 500 mgs in the first shipment Ooh, that, that's pretty good numbers Ooh. there is that's good yeah they they sort of i think mentioned that it by the end of the year, they're aiming to get up to 2,000 MG4s a month, which is pretty good supply. Um, I know there's a lot of demand for the car, but it'd be interesting to see what happens once the first sort of, you know, early customers, early adopters, once they get through those orders, what happens? Because, mm-hmm. you know, people still do not really know, apart from, I guess, us in the EV community, um, people are still not entirely sure whether MG sells anything other than a ZS EV at the moment. Yep. I will keep driving it. Hopefully people find out through okay. our channel. Um, and a question, Andy Mack. Hi, Tom. First time poster. Welcome. Can you please test the EV trip computer on the MG4 supposed to be able to plan charging stops? Yeah, I will test that in the essence because in the Excite 51 that Risen I had driving to Canberra, there was no nav at all. So I can tell you there's no nav in the Excite 51 that we had anyway, so unlikely. The only two cars I can think of, or three, is Tesla, Polestar, and Volvo that have got trip trip planning mm-hmm. built at this stage. And that I think that's really important. Yeah. Uh, Gaffer is a man after my own heart. I love an EV van, so do I. To me, it makes the most sense for business. Why would you go for anything else? Yeah, some people like you, it's Gaffer. I don't know. Some mm-hmm. people like that. <laughs> um. Uh, yes, I read that New South Wales wants to remove the subsidy. Is that happening? Mm. There's mention of it. I'm not sure if it's coming to fruition, though. Yeah, I think um, a lot of governments around Australia are thinking about sort of tightening their purse, purse strings just to find out, you know, how we're going to get through the next couple of years. So it's disappointing when, you know, you get news from the US where some states you can buy a Model 3 for like around 24000 US dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we've got some states with nothing, other states with quite good incentives. You know, Queensland seems to be the place to be, and New South Wales is doing quite well. ACT's got a couple of things, and South Australia, Western Australia, and Tassie as well. So, yeah, it would be interesting to sort of keep an eye out, but, you know, we need as many incentives as possible to encourage more people to make the switch, but whether it actually happens. I think politicians think slightly different to us. <laughs> you think? No. <laughs> I mean, we, we look after everyone out here as well on the stream, right? We're, you know, we're very loving and caring. Politicians, politicians should be loving and caring too. Um, I'll leave that one alone. Uh, Charles says, uh, the Mark E is already on sale here, and I think the Ford F1 Lightning, F-150 Lightning is also on sale officially too in Australia. Um, now, I have reached out to Ford to ask them for a loan of both cars. So if anyone from Ford is watching, um, here I am reaching out again to please allow me to have a press car so I can tell these lovely people what it's like to drive a Ford Marquee or F-150 Lightning. Okay, and let's see. What else have we got? Um, okay. Greg says, did you see the Shmi 150 EV charging rants this week in LA? Had lots of issues with a Rivian. 
Okay. No, no we didn't actually. I have to look that up for next time. Thank you. Um, just drove the Polestar to MY23 and found the non-Polestar Google apps on the infotainment to be very slow. Keen to see if they've improved that with the new version. Well, have a look at the video that I did with Riz in Canberra. Uh, it wasn't too bad, actually, in the, in the refresh MY2024 Polestar 2. I thought it was all right mm. with the trip planning. I put Melbourne in there. It told me where to stop pretty quickly. So I thought it was okay. Um, okay, let's move on to the next um, article that I am going to share. So, so this is just a nice comparison of um, the tech between a CCS2 plug on the left and a... Uh, NACS plug on the right from North America. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Tesla do some some things right. That's one of them. Uh, really good, efficient pl- charging cables. Yeah. Um, so this is posted by Alex Voigt. He's a um, German dude, uh, auto industry expert. Um, and, yeah, he makes some very good sort of points around why they, you know, you're the European automakers have uh, really haven't come to the party, and like like he says, left a committee decides behind closed doors and first principles. So yeah, interesting to see. And on the back of that, this week I read a report out of the US that um, a lot of uh, people, users, stakeholders are extremely disappointed with electrify america uh which has a lot of ccs charges in the u.s came well i think it's owned by volkswagen group on the back of diesel gate and it was one of the penalties that they had to set up a charging infrastructure and hasn't been maintained and they've got a whole lot of you know issues with ev owners saying it's unreliable um and they're not changing so they're not changing volkswagen is not changing in europe um, and it seems that the charging infrastructure is basically just a, you know, just a compliance thing, and they're not serious. So this is another example of it as well. Yeah, Shalendra makes a good point here. Not a fair comparison. Uh, compare a Tesla CCS2 to NACS. That's true, uh, Shalendra. Yes, the, the Tesla CCS2 plugs here are a very slim line, and the and the cables are, are quite nice to hold as opposed to the the big uh, third-party ones. So, And this is a CCS1, I think, CCS1 plug in North America as well. Right, yeah. One, yeah. Um, and Charles says it doesn't support three-phase AC. That's true. And ACS was a short-sighted idea by Tesla because they didn't consider international expansion. Yeah, that's fair. Well, um, Elon said that apparently, <laughs> this is Elon's explanation, that uh, they didn't know that this committee existed. <laughs> <laughs> when they were putting together the but CCS, sort of, well, yeah, that's right. But but they've stuck to their charging standard, and there must be something that they're doing right now. Well, I guess in North America, there's no three phase, right? So there's no sort of incentive to move over to CCS Type Two. So you know, the best option is this NACS plug uh, that's much easier to handle. And I've, I've used it myself in the US. It's it's quite nice uh, as opposed to this chunky thing over here. So. Yeah, horses for courses, but you know, I, I think I think CCS two personally is probably here to stay in in Australia uh, and probably in Europe as well. Uh, that's my personal opinion. 
Um, oh, question and okay. So Nash has today asked this question on X and thirteen arm thirteen arm linked a lovely solar quotes article showing me clearly why NACS will not come here. It is to do with three phase. Yep, thank you, Nash. Uh, that was my understanding too that it doesn't support three phase, which would be a real shame. Okay, uh, let's uh, much share this one now. This is a example of another. Tesla supercharger opening in Wagga Wagga in inner New South Wales, which is good to see. And do I see a drive-through stall? I think I do. Look at that. There you go. People are towing. You can tow. Well, almost tow. You can't go all the way through, but at least you can sort of back in a little bit with your trailer and plug in, right? Um, So it's something. And this is good too for... um, like, for example, the BYD and like all the G- eGMP cars with the port on the back right. And at least this will help a little bit uh, with your plug placement. So good to see. And the B3 as well. So this is in Wagga Wagga at the Rules Qu- Club Quality in Car Park. Expect to be operational by end of September. So thank you, Eric, for sharing that. There it is there for those who know Wagga. And it looks like it's just being commissioned now. So that's good. Looks like a well-funded site. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And that'll help with the inland trip as well. Mm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, people. I think Wagga is one of the stops. If you want to go inland through to Adelaide from Sydney, I could be really wrong, but is Wagga Wagga on the map there? Let me know. Okay, cool. What else can we chat about? What else have we got? Just little uh, bits and pieces here. So just a bit of news there that the refer and earn is now on the Tesla app if you want to uh, refer people to your link. And Riz, we might cut to your um, community service announcement here. So this is from Waverley Council in um, the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Walk us through this one. Yeah, so um, Randwick, Waverley and... Wallara Council have been working on, I guess, uh, uh, a strategy as to what they need to do, how they need to get ready for electrification and decarbonize vehicles and transport. And as part of that, they've released um, their draft strategy uh, for people to, you know, have their say around what they like in it, what they don't like, what are the things that can be improved. Um, and I think the submissions close closer to the end of the month. Uh, so end of September, that is, uh, maybe 23rd or 27th of September. Mm. So, um, yeah, anyone that is sort of in the area or wants to have a read through the strategy and, um, sort of see they've put quite a bit of work into it. Mm. Um, and yeah, it just goes to show some of those inner, inner sort of Sydney, um, or inner city, basically LGAs, local government areas, the kind of work that they're putting in and what they're thinking in terms of what EV owners would like. Um, one interesting thing about this set of councils is they currently operate a small charging network. Um, it's running on the Charge Fox network as such, but it's sort of somewhat managed and monitored by these three councils as well. Um, so, yeah, anyone in the area, feel free to have a read through it or anyone that's just interested, then check it out and give them some feedback. And I'm sure they'll 
they listen and um, try and incorporate a bit more into their strategy if that's needed. Yeah, well, this is a good incentive. Uh, sorry, good initiative from uh, Waverley Council. It'd be good to see more other other LGAs doing the same. So let's run through the survey real quick. So which local government area do you live in? So Waverley, uh, Randwick, Wallara, which is all very close together in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. In general, do you support the draft Eastern Suburbs EV Strategy 2023 leading the charge, which you can read through, and other comments? Do you agree with the action plan and other actions that you would consider? And uh, how do you hear about this? So, yeah, like as Riz said, if you live in the area, go for it. If you don't, that's fine. Go for it as well. If you're really keen on this kind of stuff, um, this will help uh, council like Waverley, Ranwick, and Wallara make decisions for their uh, people of living in the area. So thanks, Riz, for pointing that for us. Thank you. Let's um, run through some more comments. I uh, saw some good ones here as I was running through it. So, um, so Charles says, we should be thankful that uh, we used CCS2 and ended the plug wars years ago. By plug wars, I think you mean probably versus Chatamo, uh, whereas Americans are still dealing with adapters, etc. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad we don't have to use adapters for DC charging in general. Um, that's one thing, right? It's one less thing to carry. Um, and yeah, Mark says US does have three phase, but it's not at it is a commercial site, it's not residential. So, yeah, three phase is not generally widespread in America, so not necessary. Hmm. Um, Shalandra, uh, Electrify America is punishment for VW's diesel gate. Doesn't have a good reputation, Electrify America, does it? It's uh, not as reliable as some, yeah, it seems that way. And I think, um, well, they're, they're sort of running through the same challenges as well. Like we were discussing earlier, as Tesla opens up their network to non-Tesla EVs, they're still doing what they've been doing, which is monitoring every stall, reliability, uptime, multiple mm. stalls per site. They talk to the cars, you know, the stalls work, everything seems to be, the infrastructure is all there. And unfortunately, a lot of the other networks, it's very piecemeal sort of stuff. We'll install one charger, see what happens. We'll install a couple even simple things like labeling of chargers, mm. um, it's a bit all over the place in the US. The app says one thing, you look at the charger, it's something else. And, you know, unfortunately, that's just the first step. And then there's handshake issues and all the rest of it. So hopefully, we experienced it here in Australia as well. If you use a non-Tesla charger, you know, we had that with that road trip as well, Tom. Um, the MG road trip from Sydney to Canberra and back. Mm. And you know, a few handshake issues along the way. It wasn't necessarily the car, sometimes the charges, but we never know. Yeah, that's right. We, um, I didn't show a lot of it, but there were some issues, uh, you know, uh, at the Ampole site at uh, Pheasants Nets. Great site, but just, you know, a couple of things like the payment wasn't going through or had to unplug and replug. Um, so you did see the best, best bits of it, but um, it's just the way it is, unfortunately, at the moment until we get the tap and go. Um, as you know, with Tesla superchargers, if you've got a Tesla EV, it just makes sense to just plug in and you're good to go, unfortunately. Um, let's have a look. So what else have we got? Comments. Shalendra is clearly a Tesla fan. Here's how we can improve. Give all the money to Tesla and they'll do a better job. Yep. It's one way to do it. Um Oh, yes. So thanks. Let's, let's have a look at this one. Riz, you just got, reminded me. So this article here. Okay. So Tesla V4 superchargers with tap and go credit card option in action for the first time. So where's this? This is in the UK. UK. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. How cool is that? 
It's so easy. So this is that uh, little payment adapt. Well, the the payment system that was spotted at the Goodwood Festival of Speed, and it appears that um, those you know new sites in the UK. This is the one of the first ones um, mm-hmm. that where this gentleman was trying it out, um, and it's yeah, it's it's working. Um, it's got a pretty simple um, user interface, and yeah, quite good to see how well it's easily done and he never had any handshake issues or anything like that so Mm. he says you could either use your app or just tap and go and it's pretty seamless so tesla seems to be doing this the right way as well i guess we'll learn more as more of these charges with these um credit card sort of systems go online yes so if this is especially useful for non-tesla evs because if you don't have a tesla ev you still have to download the app um, and when I did use it for the BYD way back in whenever it was earlier this year uh, in Bathurst, there were there were a couple of handshake issues despite it being a Tesla app. So this hopefully would be much easier with your credit card or your phone. Just tap it and uh, you can start straight away. Um, this will be super handy for third-party chargers too, like from ChargeFox or EV as well. Um, and I wonder whether they hold your card too. They probably would because if you incur idle fees, they'll they'll keep accruing even if you stop charging too, <laughs> you would think. Yeah. yeah, so that's good. Good news there. Um, thanks for sharing that, Riz. That's good. And I think there was an example of, um, where's this down here? This is, um, is this somewhere? Yeah, this one was in Brighton, and um, I sort of took that last weekend, that shot, because these have got those little drive-through, um, well, sorry, not so much drive-through, what it's got to pull in, base mm. for when you're towing um like that charger stall at the end so it's good to see that there's more and more of these teslas thinking about those that will be towing um and also it helps non-tesla evs as well if they run into trouble with having a port in a particular location and they need a charge mm. so yeah i think this tesla might be doing a lot more of that i know at the box hill site the i think at this stage it's still the biggest maybe with 12 stalls um that's in melbourne and that's still got similar sort of setup for a couple of stalls there so mm. yeah good to see this new design and they're trying to include more and more drivers with different sort of applications including towing yeah the, the ones i stopped in on my canberra trip uh campbelltown that's a newer site that's also this similar design with the middle of this of the spot like that um, I think Exeter with the Heatherbury Pies there, that's also like that as well, I think, from memory. Um, yeah, I think that'd be better for like a BYD that's got the port on the right. And even an EGP car, which is on the back right, you can potentially pull it a bit more. So, yeah, this is good. They're thinking about that. Um, probably someone said to me on Twitter or X this week um, whether we need to have, I don't know which social media platform it was, but more like pull-through stores. So, like you can literally just drive through. So, at the moment, it's like, you know, in, in car parks that are already existing. So we kind of need to see like ground up charging stations where like petrol stations, right? You've got a stall right there. You can just drive through. So no matter which side your your port is, doesn't matter because you can just drive it whichever way you want and just drive on through. Europe has a lot of those sites now. We see that in some of the videos that, are, that Beyond makes that a lot of those larger sites, they seem to have, I guess, more options there. So... 
it'd be interesting to see as now that non-Teslas can charge at Tesla superchargers, the bigger sites are coming and what that design would look like as well. So I'm sure Tesla's learning from all of this stuff as well and applying their international experience. Mm, that's good. Let's take some comments here from the audience. So Nash says, uh, Electrify America was terrible when he was there. Three sites I went to test my hide cars were all down. EVgo is better. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Scotty, was that tritium charges? <laughs> huh. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Um, Gaff is saying, I've noticed ChargeFox is being very proactive on X. That's true. We've had Rob on the stream, the marketing uh, um uh, director on the stream recently so he was very keen to hear your feedback so yes he's in charge of social media and uh, as people report issues they update all on twitter and they seem to be getting stuff fixed within 24 hours okay that's good they are trying good to see um this tesla in australia question from scotty support third party plug and charge uh what does that mean as in third party plug and charge not quite sure what the question is relating to. Um, okay. No, people saying no. Okay. Um, Charles Gregory, great setup with these new stalls. Didn't think Tesla could do it and make it look good, avoid reliability, but they did. Nice and subtle, so not attracting vandalism either. Yeah. Actually, I was just going to... That reminded me, Charles, with this one here, I just worry about the... Uh, people knocking into this, so whether they need to put a bollard there just to block that off. Um, drivers being who they are. So good, good point there. Thank you. Um, also, we got. I thought Aussie Tesla can't do plug and charge at third sites, but no official word. Oh, I think, I think what Scotty may be referring to is probably rocking up with the Tesla at a charge Fox or one of these other sites and plugging in and it just charges maybe. Yeah. I think you might be right. Riz. Yeah. I don't think that, no, definitely not at this stage. Just doesn't recognize it, but that would be good. Oh, our labor. Hey, Tom, you made a tease about your new toy, Wallbox. Oh, he spotted it. How, looking forward to your review. Yeah, yeah, stay tuned. Um, I'm going to have a play with that new toy for a few weeks before I uh, post something. So I want to make sure I, I'm all across it. So stay tuned. Looks so, looks good so far. It's got solar charging, so you can uh, detect uh, excess solar. So that's one advantage. It's, it's a bit more expensive than the Gen 3, I know, Gen 3 Tesla charger, but, you know, um, yeah, it's it seems pretty good at the moment. Good setup, good interface with the app too. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Scotty did say it's a plug and charge to charge Fox or EV. Thanks, Scotty, for clarifying that. Yep. Um. Okay. And question from Crazed Snail. Hey guys, curious to see what you think. My Model Three order went from July to September to delivery estimated fifteenth of October to third November. Okay, so that's oh. blown out a bit. But there is stock available in inventory. Could that be because of Highland? Ooh, now you've opened a can of worms. <laughs> Look, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out in the next couple of days. Um, that's possibly the case because um, I haven't seen a lot of this, but apparently there's footage on Chinese social media of vehicles being transported fully covered 
um, being driven to what I would assume is store locations. Mm-hmm. And Jason Yang, who does a drone flyover around Giga Shanghai, the factory where they're produced, the last video had a whole lot less cars that were undercover um, compared to the previous video he did where there seemed like a f- close to 100 cars. And I think this time it might have been around 30. Mm. So they're going somewhere. <laughs> and maybe Tesla really has figured this out and um, they'll do a line swap over or if it's already being done. And it may possibly be that first batch will be here by early November. Now, Riz, I remember when um, the Model Y dropped in Australia, you had your runners on um, and you spotted them for us. They just had them uh, under the cover of darkness, I think. You spotted them at first light coming off a a transporter. This is the plan this time. I was thinking about it this morning, actually, just just after I've finished chasing the Channel 7 van. (laughs) um, I thought, what could my next adventure be? And yeah, that would be a pretty pretty cool one if we can spot some stuff. And now it's slightly different now because previously Tesla used to deliver all their cars to Port Kembla. And then they used to be put onto transporters and transported everywhere. Now it could be anything because basically there's ships going into Brisbane, there's ships going to Port Kembla, Melbourne, Perth, Fremantle. You know, mm-hmm. Perth could get the first delivery of them. And I guess we will find out because the... Tesla Owners Club or WA does a really good job at mm. tracking what's coming, counting all the vehicles, and uh, we'll, it's it's going to be quite fun this time around. Yeah, that's right. So uh, you know everyone watching, you know who to send the photos to, to Riz and myself on X, <laughs> uh, or send it to me. I'll, I'll just amplify it yeah. for you on the social media platforms. But yeah, we, I think we should be doing some spotting very shortly for Highland, if that is indeed the case in Australia, uh, coming off ships. So yeah. Keep your eyes peeled, everyone. Ears peeled and eyes open. Should be good to good to watch. Some good viewing. And Riz will need some new shoes. Anyone watching from Adidas, Nike, Puma, Asics, you know, we'll, we'll, Asics Brooks. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take anything <laughs> for Riz. Uh, okay. A uh, oh, good question here: Is the GWM Aura still a good buy now that the MG4 is out? Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. Or sitting at what forty sub forty still, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, very similar similar sized vehicles from what I can see. Um, I also have a, a a loan booked later this year too, so stay tuned for the Aura. Be a good one mm. to compare Aura MG4 BYD Dolphin. Those three are are very similarly priced, I think. Cool. Okay, question from Greg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we need to see Risen a Borat Mankini in the streets looking for Highland. Wow, what's what's the asking price there is for that? Well, if I do see it, I'll definitely go. Very nice. How much? <laughs> so we'll find out. Nice. <laughs> Adam West, I've seen a secondhand 2019 Model 3 for under $40,000 in Sydney. Ooh. It's a good price. Good price. Uh, we had, uh, sorry, just speaking, we had Nash on, I think, couple of weeks ago and he mentioned that um he was queuing twenty nine thousand for a trade in for twenty nineteen model three. Oh yes he did say that didn't he? Yeah. So that's forty K is a good price then. Sell sell sell. Speak speaking of Nash uh they Gaffer says they have to go through Port Kembler first. That way Nash can do quality checking. They and half of them are heading to him anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's keeping Tesla afloat. Well done Nash. 
Thanks for the comments on the stream too. Thanks. Um, okay, finally, do you think the ceramic coating's worth it? Yes, still looking very shiny on my car. So check out that video. Riz, I think that might be it for tonight. Um, anything else you want to bring up before we finish? No, all good. I guess we'll um, keep an eye out on X tomorrow, see what happens. Maybe it's Saturday if they're planning on doing something. Configurators usually change on Fridays. So we'll find out on the Tesla front. And hopefully BYD's configurator also changes and we know when um, the specs of the seal will be. But I, I'm a bit more doubtful on that one. So keep an eye out, everyone, and share it with Tom. Yes, that's right. And uh, I'll share it with Riz and we'll share it with everyone. Yeah, so plenty to look forward to, right? Um, Polestar 2 Drive, MG4 Loan, uh, Aura, um, Seal Launch, um, lots of good stuff coming up. Wallbox. Um, Wallbox, yeah, there's so much content coming. It's great. Um, and just a special thing for you guys because you're watching live. Uh, Greg just reminded me, Tom, seen a few reports this week of crazy increases for Tesla insurance renewals. Any info on these? I'm running a special insurance live stream for a company I'm working with next Tuesday. It'll be at 8 p.m. Tuesday. I'll release details over the weekend, but that will be a good stream to watch uh, for you guys as important consumers in the EV space to give feedback to uh, an upcoming insurance company wanting to look after EV consumers. So stay tuned for that. That should be a good one. And I'm seeing that EV World, happy, sorry, World EV Day is coming up next week. I think 7th of September I'm seeing. So that's pretty much next week, right, on our stream. So that'll be our stream on EV Day. So stay tuned for that one. Um, and as Riz said, Saturday could be the big day for the for news that we're hoping, 1st of September in the Northern Hemisphere. So we're streaming on Saturday morning. Might be perfect for, for, to tune in and find out what happened uh, overnight in North America with regards to Tesla news. Um, and yes, Honda Kona EV 2024. Love to drive that too. I think I've put in request for that too. So that should be a good one to drive in quarter four. All right, everyone, that might be it. Um, and yeah, Gaffer says hit the like button. Helps the channel grow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Riz, thanks so much again for your time as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Awesome to be here, Tom. And um, great that everyone could join us. And um, yeah, look forward to seeing some of you on Saturday and the rest of you on Thursday. Should be exciting week ahead. Should be good. And don't forget Tuesday as well for the live stream as well, special live stream. Thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week, as always. Ciao for now. Take care.